Hi, and welcome to Healthy Vibes for Women. Today's episode will be on plant-based meals and how it can help with a healthy lifestyle. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. As usual, please feel free to share this episode. I am Dr. Amanda Atkins. I'm a board-certified internal medicine physician and owner of Enlightenment Health and Wealth, where I help women who are overweight prevent and reverse chronic disease. Okay. Oh, thank you so much for that, Dr. Amanda. You're um, welcome. Welcome to my um, podcast. It's really good to have you on um, on today. And um, you said you help overweight women. And also, when I did go on your site, you also mentioned um, there was something I saw on there about iron deficiency in plant-based um, people who said like deciding to go on plant-based. So I just wanted wondered how can people who who got iron deficiency, for example. You know, maybe they're planning to go on, a, on sort of like a plant-based. Um, I, I don't want to say diet, but sort of like go towards plant plant-based because, yeah. That and I have to. I do. I do know quite a few people who have got who've had um, iron deficiency, and I used to have iron deficiency as well. So, how how can they then make that transition to plant-based, knowing fully well that they're going to cut out on meat and all the other sort of animal products? Yeah, so a lot of people feel that only um, meat-based products have iron in there, and they have what we call heme iron, but plants have non-heme iron, and there are so many plant-based foods that have iron, and you can get enough iron just with plant-based foods. Um, So you can do like legumes, um, tofu, um, nuts, like uh, cashews, almonds, almond butter, seeds, chia seeds, uh, uh, pumpkin seeds, um, different types of vegetables, uh, like sweet potatoes, cooked kale, soy milk. I mean, there's so many different things um, that you could eat that would actually um, help you increase your iron without um, getting the uh, extra fat and cholesterol that you would get like in beef. Um, So I always tell people, you want to look at the trade-off. So it's not necessarily just um, oh, I just want to get iron. You just look at iron because food is more than just like one mineral or one nutrient. Um, you want to look at the food as a whole package. So what else am I getting in this certain food? Um, is that good for me or is it not good for me? So again, that's why I always promote more plant-based things because usually uh, the plant-based foods um, have more positive things than the, their animal counterparts. Okay. Oh, thank thank you so much for that. And I guess um, um, that brings me on to the next question. And again, it's um, so I just wanted to um, address the chronic stress, which was another um, which was another topic I saw on your website. And how 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 can people deal with that? Because this is kind of I think it's is a is a growing thing these days now. Because I I don't know what is what it's like in the states, but. Here in the UK, um, there's been um, the levels of chronic stress has been has been has got gotten to sort of like almost an all time high because I mean especially people you know who work and all of that stuff and and even chronic stress has been found in kids as well. So how can some how can anyone cope with that, especially if they have to now go on to say a plant based as well and not just plant based anyway, but how how can people sort of like deal with that and how do you know that you've got chronic stress as well? So chronic stress, um, I would say most of um, 
the world, uh, especially in the past two years, uh, have probably experienced chronic stress. And it may be where you're still be able to get up and do your you know, normal daily um, activity that you need to do and get done. Um, but every single day you may wake up just feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, what else do I have to do today? Like my to-do list is forever long and never actually get shorter. And I just feel like I never get caught up. Are you um, even not sleep well um, and you wake up and your mind is just racing? Or even when you're at work, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till the weekend. Um, and then kind of on the weekend, you do nothing because you're just um, overly tired. Like your brain just continues to go and does not shut off. And so the first thing you want to do is make sure you actually recognize what's going on in your own body. Because um, a lot of people, like I said, experience these things and they just think it's, it's normal. They have to do this to actually get ahead a in their career or their home life. Like it's just like hustle and grind. Right. So I don't know about you all, but like in the, in the U.S., like that's what we were told. I mean, even going through med school and everything like that, it's like, you know, you stay up all night and study and, you know, then you're up the next day in rounds and it, it's just um, like built into our um, environment, into our uh, culture. Um, and a, a lot of people just um, think this is normal, but chronic stress has actually been shown to lead to like heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, just because um, it's just so much going on inside the body. So um, I, had, I had this myself, um, especially as a physician, you know, like I said, we just keep grinding. And it wasn't until recently till I started working with a meditation teacher that I realized what I was doing wrong, at least for me. Um, because most people think, you know, just think positive thoughts, um, you'll be fine, you know, just put the good energy out there. But I was like, I wasn't releasing those other extra negative emotions that I was feeling. And um, my meditation teacher actually taught us about emotional cleansing. And it was um, just life-changing to me um, and eye-opening because of that. It's like, it, I wasn't, I tell people all the time, I was like, it wasn't like just putting um, uh, potpourri or uh, air freshener on poop. So it wasn't just mm. like flowery poop. <laughs> so uh, people always get a <laughs> kick out of that. Because I'm like, if you have negative in you and you're just trying to put you know powder stuff on there it's still going to smell bad right mm, and it just yeah, <laughs> it just have that flower smell <laughs> right so you actually got to get rid of that and take it out um yeah. and those steps for emotional cleansing was great it was first just you know um taking responsibility for your own feelings mm. um and acknowledging those feelings and then um what you can do to actually you know get rid of them there's no actual judgment like um, journaling was a big thing that I hated to do. And I'm like, I'm tired of writing out journals where I'm just <laughs> grateful for stuff. Um, and cause it was just the same thing. Cause you're just thinking like, I, I can't think about what I'm grateful for. Cause I got all these other things to do, but it's just like, mm -hmm. I would just write down how I felt for that moment, that day, whether it was something at work or something at home and I would just release it. And then I would do like a walk or she taught us how to do these like breathing exercise where you just like let everything go like, oh, oh, like you do do things like that just so your your body can actually uh, recognize that yeah. I'm releasing I'm releasing you I'm releasing you hmm. and it just makes you feel lighter and once you do that and you do that on a regular basis you recognize okay how much um extra stress that you had or um tension that was built up in your body 
um, oh, that was another step that you recognize where in your body you felt it. And initially I always thought because my neck was tight, like the upper muscles and the shoulders, because I would tell women, oh yeah, we always, you know, crunch up our shoulders and things like that. So we would feel it there. But when I actually reflected, I was like, no, I'm feeling it in my stomach and buttocks. Cause I was like, that would be the region that was always tight and I wasn't breathing and all that. And I was like, oh, this is where I'm actually holding this stress. And so I have to consciously release that um, on a regular basis. Cause I'm like, this is where the stress is being held and it's preventing me from actually flowing the energy that I need to be the best self that I can be for work and home. Wow. Yeah. That, that's quite a bit. Um, yeah. I've, I've, I've taken a lot of that and the whole journaling thing, which, which kind of resonates with me because I do start the journaling thing and I have to tell you, I agree with you. It is <laughs> sometimes it's really boring. And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to keep doing it. So I'm still doing the, the bit where I feel like I'm thankful for, but I don't do the full journaling. <laughs> I'm not done yes. in like ages. So I've got like a separate book, sort of like notebook by my bedside, which I now go. So like, okay, I'm thankful for blah, blah, blah. And you just write that for the end of the day. But um, mm-hmm. and then I have another one because I had the journal before I started doing this thankful thing. And this this was actually recommended by a guest on, on, this, on this show, actually. So um, I started doing that. I'm like, okay, you know what? So now I've got two journals, sort of like with well, a thankful journal and then my normal journal. But my normal journal, and I looked at it, I think sometime this week, and I hadn't recorded anything in oof, probably about three months. Mm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, do I really want to start sitting down? Like you said, you know, to sit down and start writing stuff. So I guess um, it's, I don't, I don't know how else I can, what else would you, what other kind of advice would you give in terms of that when someone doesn't feel like journaling, like I've just said? Yeah. So that, that was the thing. It's not even like a whole journal entry. It could be like one or two sentences that you just write out and it doesn't even have to be in a journal. It can be on a scrap piece of paper. Like I said, sometimes I'm at work and I'm like, I feel unappreciated because X, Y, and Z happened. And then I, you know, have it on the paper. And like I said, I may just like crumble up, throw it away, and then go for a, a brief walk in between um, like uh, lunch uh, or during my lunch hour or something like that. So it's not a whole journal entry because if I had to wait until I got home and wrote out everything, I, I, I don't have that <laughs> um, really at this point in time. So it's, 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 it's a journal. It's like journal or writing in a way, but it's not actual to where I have to make um, complete thoughts or anything like that. It can just be a statement. Um, it's just something that you're acknowledging how you are feeling at the time, write it down as a way of releasing it. And then you just get rid of it. Um, and for physically and, and, uh, like writing it down, like that's your emotional. And then physically you do something to show that you're actually getting rid of that emotion and that stress, because what, what builds up is that those slow things over time, um, where it's just like those little things, that's the chronic stress. It's not like one big thing that like we think of people that have like, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder or something like that, where it was like an event that happened that actually caused them that stress. But no, for us, it's like, you know, short things um, every single day or small things every single day that's kind of building up. And if you don't release those on a regular basis, then that's where the chronic stress um, comes into play. Oh, thank you so much for um, that advice. And then you mentioned something that jumped out at me um, um, about um, diabetes. So now I, want, I sort of want to address that in terms of going plant-based. How can some, how can, um, I mean, what, what kind of meals and how can somebody who's diabetic 
go into um, plant, sort of like into the plant-based, be plant-based, uh, sort of, I don't, like I said, I don't want to say diet, but going to the plant-based thing. And right. you must know that I talk about diabetes a lot. And the reason because it's very personal to me, because my mm-hmm. mom passed away from diabetes. And mm. I've, I've sort of like, that was, that was for me, that was the, that was like, that's it. No more eating yeah. junk. You have to start taking care of yourself. <laughs> so, so tell right, you, right. That, that's how I started my, my sort of like healthy lifestyle journey. Because prior to my mom passing away, I was just eating it. I was just eating everything, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll have chips mm-hmm. for breakfast. <laughs> yes, yes. And, yeah, and, so and that's, I was that's eating a lot of thing. fried foods as well because I, I kind of like fried bread <laughs> and eggs. Mm. It was like, I, I mean, my mom, I remember she used to scream like, you're having too much oil. I'm like, oh, but it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. And, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, um, um, yeah, so how can, yeah, so basically, yeah, my question was, which is like, um, you know, how can then somebody who's diabetic go into plant-based? Because obviously there's still some sugars in plant-based um, foods as well. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned sugar first because that's usually the first thing that people tell me. Oh, you know, I like I can't eat fruit because I'm a diabetic. And I was like, who told you that? Like, they're like, well, you know, fruit has sugar in there, so I can't eat sugar. I'm like, okay, no, Let, let's go back. Let's go back. So what is wrong in diabetes? Um, are, well, I'm going to talk about type 2 diabetes, um, which is insulin resistance, not where you are lacking insulin, like in type 1 uh, diabetes. So that's a little bit different, but you can still eat plant-based on a type one diet. But um, most of the time I talk about uh, type two. So insulin resistance, which means our body actually um, produces insulin, but it doesn't recognize insulin um, to get the sugar that we eat. When I say sugar, it's any type of food because our body can only process glucose. And it's like, if we eat, you know, whether we eat a steak or we eat a banana, it's all going to go um, to glucose. Cause that's what our, basically what our brain actually functions off of. Um, so our body knows how to break that down into certain uh, minerals that we can actually use. So um, the insulin is the key to the door that opens up um, the door for uh, our muscles to take in the nutrients from our bloodstream, right? So when our um, body is insulin resistance, there's something stuck in the um, the keyhole. So we have the, the key insulin, but there's something stuck in there. And people assume that it's sugar, but it's really fat. So right. where is that coming from? It is the saturated fats that we eat from uh, meats, um, processed foods, um, anything like that, that would have that in there. So it's not necessarily the sugar, but because we can't get the sugar into the cell. So then therefore we have a lot of fat in our diet, oils, like you mentioned too, um, then that blocks the, the keyhole. And therefore then when we eat a piece of fruit that seems to be, you know, high in sugar, our blood sugar rise. Cause I have patients that say that, oh, well, when I eat you know, chicken, my blood sugar doesn't go up. But as soon as I eat a banana, it goes high. So I don't eat bananas. And I'm like, we're still missing the point there. We have to, we have to get that gunk out of the keyhole. Mm-hmm. So then our body can process the sugar. Um, so when we do that um, on a low fat, whole food, plant-based diet, um, that key can actually fit in the hole, unlock the door and our sugar comes out of the bloodstream and goes into the cells like we need it. Um, so, um, that's actually something I'm really trying to, uh, push out to, uh, patients and just, uh, 
clients and everyone in the world. Um, I'm actually doing a, um, a talk on that uh, in a couple of weeks. So people understand that. So they feel like they can actually um, eat plant-based and eat the fruit that they need because fruit has so many other nutrients in there that we need. Um, so we get a lot of fiber from our plants, um, which is lacking in well, especially in the U.S., we don't eat enough fiber, um, which actually decreases our risk for a whole lot of other illnesses also. And so um, we definitely need to focus on that. But for diabetes, um, it can be very beneficial um, in a short term even. So you don't have to be like, oh, um, eating this way for months before you actually see a difference. You can see a difference in you know days to weeks in your blood sugar readings. And usually we tell people, if you're going to go on a full whole plant, um, full whole food plant-based diet, and you're on a lot of medications for diabetes, you need to be working very closely with your doctor because your blood sugars can drop quickly. And we do not want your blood sugars to drop too low. You'll be coming off medications actually relatively quickly if you actually follow this diet to the T. And um, looking at uh, some of the information that I've read uh, even more recently too, that you would eat, you know, still plant-based proteins like beans, and then you would have like your greens, and then you would have, you know, fruits, um, and then nuts and seeds. So it kind of goes in that order. So beans, greens, uh, fruit, nuts, and seeds. Okay, right. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, so um, basically, I, I think I've put gotten a lot of that just from there as well but um now moving on to diet so I'm, I'm sort of like you mentioned about diabetes but I also want to look at how fruits because when you sort of like said oh the whole thing about when I mentioned the sugar bit and I also like want to look at how fruits as well can help to reduce um blood pressure or, or just yeah. as well how how can that because for me diabetes and blood high blood pressure it's, it's, I think they almost kind of like go hand in hand in a way because right. those, those are the two things that I know that it's quite common and it's really, really high. I, yeah, so I just wanted to, I just, um, if you can just sort of um, address that and how um, that could help to reduce a fruits or a plant-based diet, a plant-based, um, going plant-based would help to reduce high blood pressure. Yes, so... Um, it, it's, it's similar, but you have a little bit more leeway in blood pressure with, um, the amount of fruit you can eat. So again, you still want to be careful and you don't want to have like 20 servings of any type of fruit, uh, as a diabetic, but, um, with high blood pressure, it is still like the fats that's clogging up the arteries. So you have to be careful with that, but salt, um, and sodium that's in food, um, you had to be careful with to decrease your blood pressure. And of course, if you actually eat a whole food plant-based diet, then they're usually naturally low in sodium. Um, so you would actually get that, um, different types of fruit, uh, watermelon, um, apricot. Um, those are the, the two that come to, to mind quickly about, um, that are very big on, uh, that will help decrease your blood pressure. Um, foods, like um, mushrooms can help, um, greens. Oh, how can I forget my greens? So um, <laughs> like leafy greens, those are, the, those are the biggest ones that actually help because they have nitric, nitric oxide in there that actually helps dilate the blood vessels. Mm -hmm. So um, you would definitely wanna eat, you know, a big thing of greens, you know, every single day. And we're, we're talking about these, like they're different states. And like you said, they're kind of all 
can be mixed in. It's like you have one body. Your body is um, depends on where the it's actually focusing on at that time. Um, but it's it's all relative to like nutrition and what what you're doing to your body that's causing this actual uh, issue. So usually people that have diabetes may also have high blood pressure that also may have heart disease um, because like I said it's more in an arterial system. But we can still like it's still one solution. <laughs> um, yeah. If you eat, if you eat more plants, um, then you actually, your body will do better for most people, like a very high majority of people. Um, there may be all, only just a small, very small percentage of people that would not necessarily benefit. I wouldn't even say they wouldn't benefit. They probably would benefit, but they still may need medications um, at a low dose to help with their blood pressure or diabetes but they're, they're not going to be to where they would have to take like four or five medications and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it still would be a win situation if they adjusted their eating habits. Okay. Oh, thanks so much. Um, so when we say plant-based, because there's this thing about people mixing plant-based and being vegan, can you mm -hmm. sort of um, talk more about what the difference is as well and, and what the benefits are going plant-based? Yes. So um, veganism, I guess before we were talking more about plant-based that when you just didn't eat any type of animal products at all would be vegan. But also with vegan, sometimes people take it to where it's also animal rights. So they're looking at it to where they don't even have clothes or any type of material that would be um, from any type of animal and um, they would be really focused on animal cruelty and things like that. But if you look purely at the food, um, you can be vegan and still have a unhealthy diet because now, um, especially with the food industry learning that uh, we're promoting plant-based is that they're like, oh, well, this is vegan. It doesn't have animal products in there, but it still has like a lot of sugar. It still has a lot of fat. It still has a lot of sodium and it still can be highly processed. Um, so those would be the differences between vegan. So if you eat highly, um, high fat, high sugar, high sodium processed would be still in the vegan category if it's not in animal based, but then whole food plant based is more of, you can actually just look at a food and know what it is and it doesn't need a label or anything like that. So something that naturally comes from the ground, um, you don't have to actually change it hardly in any way at all. So it's, it has all the nutrients that it started out with. Um, and it's not, like I said, highly processed. It doesn't have add, added sugar or salt. Um, so that's where you would see the difference. Because I tell people um, Skittles and Oreos are vegan, right? Um, but they're not necessarily <laughs> plant-based. Mm. So th those would be the extremes I would use. Even like you said, chips. Um, Potato chips, they yeah. can be vegan, but they're not plant-based. Like they come from a potato, but they're highly processed. They have a lot of fat. They have a lot of salt on there, right? Um, so that's where you have to be careful. And even if you go through, I know people usually ask me all the time about the um, the uh, plant-based substitutes, like um, the burgers and chicken and things like that. And I tell people, I'm no hypocrite. I do have those things. Um, and do have my daughter have those because it can be convenient and it is, somewhat better in as far as the environment and maybe nutrition wise um, than maybe like beef or something like that. Yes. But 
you may use that more as a transition point, but you still need to get in those whole foods to actually get the health benefits long-term from them. Okay, right. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you so much for um, clearing that up. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just been something that every time, uh, you know, somebody sees something on my Instagram page, I'm like, oh, you've gone vegan, you're vegan. You know, and I'm like, no, I'm just plant-based. I'm just going to like have more veggies and more fruits in my food. But, you know, that's just it for me. Yeah. So I'm, yes. I'm, 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 I'm glad you've cleared that up. But yeah, you've, we've, you've pretty much covered all the questions I was going to ask, actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm, looking at my, I'm looking at my notebook and um, yeah, I've, I've, I've kind of like taken it all out of everything. I've just crossed everything out. So yeah, but thank you so much um, for, um, you know, for coming onto my podcast. And um, I do hope that everyone that's listening has really benefited from this. Um, just before you go, we always, I always ask um, guests to, um, give one um, advice, um, sort of advice on, you know, how people can transition, you know, to, yeah, obviously in your case, how people can transition to plant-based and, and also just a summary of what the benefits are. So the first thing I tell people is just add fruits and vegetables to every meal. You don't have to change anything else. Just add fruits and vegetables to every single meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and you will definitely start to see the difference um, and you would increase your fruit and vegetable intake from there. But most time we don't even have that. So if we start there, that would be great. Um, again, just adding in fruits and vegetables, then decreasing our um, animal-based uh, foods, uh, meat, especially that has a lot of saturated fat in there. You'll definitely see a decrease in your weight. If you need to lose weight, you will see a better blood pressure um, decrease your risk for heart disease, um, stroke, diabetes, and even cancers. We didn't mention cancers, but there are a lot of cancers that are can be linked to nutrition also, especially breast cancer and prostate cancer um, with, the, with dairy. Um, so that's been shown in a few studies also. So you definitely can prevent a lot of these chronic illnesses that we are seeing in the world by just changing what you're putting in your mouth. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, change what we put in our mouth. That's so that's definitely so true. So how can people how if so if only wanted to contact you or work with you, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so I have a website. Um is www.dramandamd.com. Um and then I'm on social media at Dr. Amanda Atkins and it's spelled A-D-K-I-N-S. So I'm on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Thank you so much. And as usual, I'm going to put um, all these details that you mentioned into the show notes so that's easier for people to um, to access your site as well. So, but once again, I just wanted to say thank you so much, Dr. Ramanda, and I do hope that everyone has really benefited from this. And um, as you, you know, just take care of yourself and remember there's only one you and uh, you matter to those that you love, the loved ones in your life. So um, bye for now. <laughs>